We are kicking. Joining. We are live. Uh, Facebook. Tyler just joined. We're going Instagram live. And we're live on the internet, too. So this is our first time doing Instagram live. It's been a while. We're here. My name is Josh Tyler. This is Tyler Tomlinson, head women's soccer coach at Culver Stockton College and the regional cap director. Hey. So we are, uh, we're going here. But uh, so we're trying this two-folded thing here. We're doing um, our cap chat live, and then it's Q&A time. So we do this twice a year. Uh, and, I, and I realized, Tyler, that I started season three. I should have started season three now because we did season three. Then we took our normal summer hiatus and then we're back. So this is like, I guess the official start of this season. I don't know. I just made up a season. At least there's, at least there's no like spoilers, you know, um, where we don't know what's happening. So that's good too. So there's no spoilers in our show. Yeah. It, so that happened to me last night. I started a, a show season two uh, and they like recap season one. And uh, I realized I didn't finish the season. So, oh. uh, it, yeah, I, I guess we stopped at like episode 10 and there were 12 episodes. So do we need to re- are you saying we need a recap? <laughs> no, we don't need to do it. We're good. <laughs> so I have uh, my house is torn up. I am. I have a new addiction to Miss Pac-Man. I have been playing. Ms. I heard about this. Oh, my gosh. Like it is. It is. Pac-Man is bad, so... Um, Tell people what, what you did. Why why do you have that game? Well, I bought a Miss Pac-Man machine. That's my, uh, that's my guilty pleasure. What's, do, you have like, do you have like a guilty pleasure that you bought and you know you shouldn't have? Like, Miss Pac-Man's mine. No, I, you know, I'm not a gamer or anything like that. I would buy a pinball machine, I think. Oh, okay. I would go there first. Pinball machine, okay. Okay. That's a guilty pleasure, though. Maybe I'll buy one so you can come visit me. My favorite pinball game is Stranger Things Pinball. Where do you play that at? Uh, there's an arcade in Florida. There's one in Iowa City. It's hot right now. Stranger Things Pinball game is hot. So you actually go to you go to an arcade place and play? I have, yes. But I would, I would buy it for my house if I had a guilty pleasure. That's pretty legit, though. Well, those are expensive. That has like the video screen and everything. I don't know about all that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, it's uh, Q and A time. Tyler's in, in the full swing. You played two um, two preseason games, right? We have played uh, one preseason game, one alumni game so far, and we have our final preseason game coming up tomorrow. Okay. How are you feeling for the season? Uh, we're young. <laughs> Uh, I've, I'll feel better when we're completely healthy and, and going, but right now it's okay because I'm okay playing young kids and getting experience. So let me ask you, so I know you got some injuries, but I don't want to mention names, and obviously, but with the injuries, how much of it do you think is related to not coming in fit or are they just random injuries? Well, yeah, two. one was a contact injury that happened at the end of spring, Another one was appendicitis. <laughs> That's a run-of-the-mill weirdness. 
you know, the other one's weird because um, our athletic trainer had been mentioning about hamstring strength in female athletes and that it's not focused enough on um, by the athletes themselves and by play by, you know, coaches and whoever that has them before. Yeah. And so in the last two years, she's called out a couple of girls on our team for not having enough hamstring strength two kids specifically actually um and, and those two kids actually have been our last two acl tears interesting well we we, we talk about it a lot though i mean it, it is something we talk about to, to get yourself fit and to get yourself back into it so um and you come in unhealthy i mean that it, it it's a it's a it's a theme man it's a common theme it is a theme and i think luckily we've avoided like the little uh, muscle pulls and strains and things like that. Unfortunately, we just had some weird stuff and then some really serious stuff. But it, it you know, I, I understand the the sway the swing and in, in injuries for ACLs among females. It's not an unknown thing. Uh, it's a very trendy thing. Um, and I think the focus right now is, is that hamstring strength um, as as one of the scientific reasons why it might happen to your kid or you. Yeah. Well, we, um, we're going to get rolling here. We got to talk about Park Place Java. They are a sponsor. I'm drinking wonderful Park Place Java right now. Uh, order online. They, uh, ship directly to you. Never run out of coffee again. Mike Jackson actually started drinking coffee, um, iced coffee. What the hell is he? He's 11. (laughs) Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you do? It's not my iced coffee, though. It's just random off. But Park Place Java, you can go to parkplacejava.com and order a coffee um, and have it shipped directly to you. So they've been a big fan of ours. So, um, But anyway, so that's uh, that's what we got going. We are in August. Tyler, any, any Tyler's trends you want to get right in the Q&A? Oh man, do I get a tr- do I get a trend moment? Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's say hi to Ruth. Let's say hi to Ruthie here. And uh, I tend to think of myself as a one man wolf pack. And my wolf pack grew by one. misses me. It's time for Tyler's Trends. Together. There you go. Ruthie. Ruthie. Go ahead, man. What do, you, what do we got? There's a lot of trends happening, I'm sure. What do you even begin at? Oh, I've had some weird trends, Josh, some weird trends. Um, I'll tell you, an uptrend is video. And this is one thing that Josh and I talk about on the program all a lot, is that if you're going to be someone that is looking at colleges right now, you need to have you need to have a highlight film. Um you know, we talk about it with our rush players, one-on-one meetings, with team meetings, and, and helping you get that stuff organized. But that's a good positive trend right now. I'm seeing more, uh, more film, film, okay, uh, coming through, uh, even maybe for some younger age kids as well. Uh, but same thing that Josh and I talk about quite a bit. Make sure we know who you are in the film, right? Make sure that it's designated either through description in the email, which is like the worst way to do it, but still a way to do it, or that you have a graphic that's a circle around you or an arrow pointing to your head, something to where we know who you are in the film. And so right now, uptrend, highlight films are increasing, downtrend, I don't always know who I'm watching when each clip rolls by. So it feels like these are one of the trends that we talked about two years ago, season one, as Josh would allude to. But um, nonetheless, that's why it's a trend because these things come and these things go and these things get better. These things get worse. So that's where we are right now. That 
That is literally happening. It's in my inbox right now. Well, and I and I think when you talk about the trend is is now because they're so they're back being so important. How a highlight video is made is is becoming more important now because there's more people making them, and you got it doesn't have to be like high quality HD, but like you said, the ability to circle yourself, the you know because you're just gonna st- you're just gonna stop. You, you're open it and go. Ah, I don't know who it is. Next one. Um, and I think the the importance of like you said the circle and, and my bold statement. I get a couple of them today, but is, is no music. Just don't even have music to it. What do you? Josh hates music. <laughs> you hate music. Well, I think I okay. Let me ask you this then: What's the positive of music? I don't know. It, it may be the up tempo uh, music uh, gives the viewer a better sense of you being up tempo. But then it takes away from the from the player. Maybe. You know, and I use this I example, know. and I, I can't remember where I was, but I was like. And it was, it, what if the song you picked is was my me and my wife's favorite song, and we just got a divorce? Or, or maybe that was reminds me of my pet dog, right? And I know that seems extreme, but I think music can only hurt you. Like I don't, I, I feel no positives come come out of it. Because what if that song triggers you and go, oh man, I hate that song, or I don't like country, and you play a Tim McGraw song, and that's your back. I'm like, wait a second here, I don't. That's just me though. I, I think it, I think only harm comes out of it when you play music let me ask you this if i showed you a, a hype video to get you excited about a team or a season and i played one with no sound and just natural sound and then one with some instrumental good quality bass and build up you would say which one is better for the consumer okay I would I would say the one with music is I, I I agree you're you're gambling with Tim McGraw and Nelly and whatever song you choose if you just choose an instrumental song that gives it a little background help and doesn't detract or distract from the product on the screen I think it could help okay but I understand you where you're coming from too many kids want to pick their favorite song or Jay Z or whatever Lincoln Park okay and 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 it it distracts from the the purpose of the film. I get that. Okay, I'm I'm with that. So a royalty free, I I, I, I can agree with you on that. A royalty free. Okay. Yeah. There's enough of those. There's a ton of those options. Oh actually. yeah. I was say enough, oh, sure. Okay, I'll give you that one. That one I will. So, so there's an asterisk now to my to my moment there. Okay. Well, that leads into one one of the questions is is. Uh, Theodore Johnson asked this question. He said, suggestions on making highlight videos for goalkeepers. So I think that's a good one. Tyler, you want to you you take that one? Yeah, yeah. So, the, the uh, well, let me just tell you the number one thing right now that I'm looking for in goalkeeper videos and I'm not seeing. How about that? Okay. Uh, I'm not seeing enough distribution and decision-making. Yeah. Right? Unfortunately... At the college level, I'm not just going to play a goalkeeper that can block shots. I think a shot stopper is um, an attribute that a goalkeeper should have, but it's not the whole arsenal. And so right now, you know, and I and I was recruiting a goalie, and they said, what do you think of my highlight video? And I'm going to this tournament. What do you want to see more of? And I said, I, I haven't seen you make a decision. 
right? And and ours and I maybe I'm different. Maybe I'm I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I'm old school. So maybe I'm too new school. I don't know. I think I'm normal school. Um, Did but you just the say goalkeepers you're normal. Team. You're normal school. <laughs> I'm normal school. Now, can we I'm, make a I'm, shirt? I'm not old or new school. I'm normal school. <laughs> uh, the goalkeeper is the first decision maker in our offense. Yeah, I mean that's that, and if if you send me a highlight and you you make zero decisions but block stop but block shots, that's not a good enough highlight video for me. I agree with that because I th- I think anyone athletic can block a shot. Yep, and I'm and I'm a goalkeeper yep. myself, so. Uh, so and that was one of your strengths. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I was, but, but uh, I mean, so okay. So suggestions is what do you? Th- okay, so you got to show distribution. I'm with you. I don't know if the stat still holds up, but it used to be that 80% of the goalkeeper's touches with his feet. Um, and I think as you, yep. especially with the new age turf that everyone plays on turf, it's way safer to use your goalkeeper. You know, back when we were younger, you played back to me. It could, it could bounce yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. There's a 90% chance it's hitting a rock, and now I'm just – I'm struggling with my feet anyways. Um, so I think the simple distribution – I'm in my – my son's a – 2012, he's nine, so we call it the magic V. But you're, you're playing from your outside back to your goalkeeper and then back to your left back. See how that makes a V? That's a simple distribution that you should probably include in the video, don't you think, to be able to say, hey, I'm in the right position to receive a ball from my right back, and I just swung it to my left back. Like, Is that is that simple enough for you? Or is that too simple? Maybe too simple. Um, you know, yeah, I, I'm okay with you. Just a, a clip of you receiving it across your body, playing to the other side. Yeah, okay. I think that needs to be shown. I think maybe you being able to have a defender running at you and play. So, I, what I would do for goalkeepers and distribution advice, right? I would show how I play around, which is you what you were talking about. I would show how I play through. So maybe the the forward split and you play the the holding mid or a midfielder. So I would yep. play around, I would play through, and I would play over. Okay. Okay. And, and that means someone's coming at me, and I need to hit a pass over them to the wing back. So if I'm a goalkeeper, I'm running this down, I would go around, I would distribute through, I would distribute over, and then maybe I would distribute when someone's running at me and I need to clear Just, it up. Yep. And now I've shown four different situations that I solved by making the right decision for the team in that moment. And I can distribute these different ways. I like that. And then do, do you think, I think throwing is important. Um, and then goal kicks, right? I mean, goal kicks and punts or, or drop kicks. I mean, sure. Because at the maybe collegiate level, short, are you maybe a, show a short pass? Yeah. Maybe show a long goal kick, depending on what your team plays. The, you might not have control. Of, you might not have control of that. True. Your coach might say, we only go long every time. And yeah. I'm like, hey, why don't they play any short passes in this highlight video? Or they play short every time, and I, my team plays long, and I'm looking for long. So that that could be tough out of your control. Do, do, do you feel that your your goalkeepers ha- must take goal kicks in college? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Goalkeepers. No, I will. I will never bring a. Yep. Yep. Okay. Defender back to take a goal kick. I, I'm the anybody. same way, and, and that's, it seems to be pretty universal that if you can't take goal kicks, you got to be able to. So I think even even showing that in in uh, in, in a highlight video, maybe it's just one kick of how far do you go. Um, so what do you think about training? I know we don't like training for field players, but would you look at 
because it is tough sometimes. If you're on a really, really good team, it's tough to get some quality goalkeeper stuff. So would you show a couple things like in training? Maybe it is your your, your punts or maybe just some I, – I don't know, because you can get some pretty live stuff in, in, in training. Um, I, I w- would would you do that? Yeah, maybe some – if you're not – I mean, first and foremost, if you can have game-related – if you have in-game saves that you can show, sure. show those. If your team's really good and you don't get on the ball much, yeah, maybe do like a, a – if your team's been like a half field or even closer than that, 6v6 with goalies to big goals, you're going to get a lot of action, right? Get some saves in there so they can see some shot-stopping abilities, right? So uh, goalkeeper training video is appropriate yeah, for highlight videos. Okay. No, it should be your – it should not be your first option. Yeah, game game film is the is number one thing we want to see still. Yep. Yeah. I think taking corners and stuff like that. Okay, that's a good one. And I think you know you've seen yeah. people, their parents just set up a GoPro in the back of the camera, and, and you just and you just record it because I think Veo is fantastic. Sometimes it it doesn't get the true essence of what you just did as a goalkeeper if it doesn't move fast enough. Um, so, setting up a GoPro or just getting a, a um a $15 tripod from Amazon and putting your phone on it and just recording from behind could be, could be beneficial too. Um, yeah. And maybe it's good learning experience for the goalkeeper mm-hmm. to go back and watch that film yeah. and see the decisions that they made from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it could be a good way to explore how you play. Yeah. All right. We have a question from Alaska. And I will take this one. Cause this is my, here comes my soapbox. The, the state or the person. Who's the person in Alaska? Oh, I had a player named Alaska. Maybe she's watching. Huh. No, no. Actually, so so it's a dad of someone. We called her Alaska when she went to regional showcase team. It was just easier to call See? her Alaska. So, but that's not her real name. Was that her your player's real name, Alaska, or just a nickname? Yeah, yeah. Where's she from? Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make it up. <laughs> All right, here's the question is, is as an incoming sophomore, should we bother going to ID camps? If so, uh, the top tips win there. Here's my here's my moment. I saw this do question last week. A, do I need to put you on a clock here? Oh, my goodness gracious. Here's Here it is. Yes, ID camps. I'm looking like I got two cameras here, but ID camps are, are, are so valuable. Whoever's telling you, that ID camps are a waste of money, should be kicked in the shins. I, I, I can't stress it enough that, that you need to attend ID camps. They're not a waste of money. They're, 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 if, you can, if you can get on campus, meet the coach, train with the kids, see the culture, um, um, learn more about that program, walk through a classroom, it is worth every penny of it. And if someone's telling you they're just money grab, they've never coached at the collegiate level. I don't know a single college coach that says, do not attend my ID camp. I don't. I, I just don't. And and it's not a money grab. It's not. They're 75 bucks to 150 And I guarantee you every college coach in the country wants you to come on campus. Some of them have no money to travel. Some of them can't say, I'll fly you in. They say, but if you come on campus, that means they're serious. Like, you get around their, their players. You get to see their level. If someone tells you they're a waste of money, I'm sorry, look them in the eye and say, you're stupid. Like that is that is how much I believe in ID camps. It just it just annoys me that that this is a trend right now that that they're saying that they're not worth it. 
There's my soapbox. I'm having a cup of coffee. <sighs> now, okay, Josh, yeah, for some reason, you know, um, there is this trend right now of people saying you don't go to ID camps because they're just the colleges making money. Uh, and I'll be honest, it is a moneymaker for some colleges. So I think as long as you curb your enthusiasm and your expectations and you're realistic about what you're getting into, then you understand the situation of each respective ID camp. Okay. So um, if you're one of 400 kids at the University of Alabama's foot, uh, not football, but soccer camp, right? The, the challenges of you getting looked at by the Alabama coach to come play for them at that point, if they didn't invite you personally uh, and you're on their radar, you're not probably not going to play there. Now, that doesn't mean you can't go to that camp, play against good competition, get some good coaching, and, and improve your game and make it a good experience and have fun there. Don't think because you're going to the Alabama soccer camp that you're going to play for Alabama, right? Don't think that because you're going to the Akron men's soccer camp that Akron wants you to come play for their team. There is a difference still, Josh, and I think if, if you're not seriously considering that school and they're not seriously considering you at a certain point, then you're just going to camp to improve your game. I, I would agree with that. I, I think that's so – I think some people go to these camps like, well, you know, Josh and Tyler said – it's not a waste of money. So I'm going to go to the University of Iowa camp, and I'm I'm going to get a chance to, to be on their team because I'm going to this camp. It's not a waste of time. Yep. So how would you respond to that? Well, I think those are few and far between, I mean, honestly. But I, I think I, I think if you can afford it, I'm with you. I think they're fun. Um, I, I think, like, I, I love your having the correct standards. I think you're, you're spot on on that is is, is – you know, we, realistically, 1% of kids play Division One. So if you're going to a big-time Division One camp like that, know in your mind that you're going to get some good training, you're going to be around a higher level than you've probably ever been around, and you're going to see the campus. And like you said, if that's – you set yourself that standard coming into it. Um, you should also be able to figure it out by using numbers. At that camp, you're one of 350 yeah. kids all in high school. Uh, you know, if you go to whatever, Adams State, you might be one out of 150. If you go to this smaller school, you may be one out of 60. Yep. If you go to, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, understand your numbers and how you fit into the camp that's actually taking place. But I, th I think the majority of, of where literally 98% of our athletes will go are going to be a little bit smaller school where their ID camp is worth every minute of it. To me, if you're interested in, in a school and you don't attend your ID camp, I think that's disadvantageous for you. I think it shows them you're not as interested. Um, I, I think it's incredibly important to be able to to attend those. Um, I mean, think about yourself, Tyler. You're in a small school. If, if, if a girl comes to your ID camp and you've been recruiting her, in your mind you go, this kid's a little more serious about it. Yes, I do. I do say that. Yeah. And and I think that's and I agree. There, there there's there there are no set standards that you can say this is. There's no absolutes in the game of soccer. So I, you can't say absolutely this ID camp's not a waste of money. I'm with you. Those big ones, I'm not. Some of those are, are probably too big, and I think they're fun to attend once. But the schools that you're interested in, you gotta go to their ID camp. I I don't. I, I can't even say it any other way. I that's me. Like 
because most of us are going to tend right. to uh, focus your ID camp money and energy to the right correct. schools. Yeah. yeah. Right now, everybody's having one. Yeah. It's one of the biggest things that happened this summer. It was a hot, hot thing. Everyone was going to an ID camp. Everyone yeah. was having them. It was, it was really good for soccer, I felt, all around. Yeah. Well, and again, what I don't think people understand is, is that we're still, we're still reeling from the effects of COVID. I mean, there's still budget cuts. And it's... Yeah. And it's not like they're coming back and schools aren't just going to automatically give a budget back to athletics. Like they don't want to. So they're holding on to that money. So the budgets haven't come back. And so for an athletic program to be able to say, hey, come to me so I can watch you in my environment, around my players, around my coaching style, because that is, that is so advantageous to it. I, I mean, you're, you're seeing everything you want to see. The coach gets to see it. The coach gets to see you train. And you get to meet the girls. You meet the boys. You see the campus. You could ask the real questions like, hey, who's who's an education major? I am. Tell me about your classes. You know, and I'm so easy because we're a nursing school. We're on the few nursing programs that you could actually play soccer at the same time. So we always put them with the nursing. And they tell them, it's tough, but here's how I balance it. So you, you get it. Um, I don't know. I, I just, those smaller schools, I yeah, I, I can't. I just, I'm still mad that people say it's a waste of money. <laughs> But you're right, though. I think uh, you've been you've done a couple. You don't have to mention that you've done a couple big ID camps. Um, and what do you think about them? You don't have to mention where, but I mean, the big it's a Big Ten, big school, big time Division One school. Um, are they beneficial for you? Why do you work them as a coach? I mean, for for me, I get to meet more players, yeah, right, and and expand my network. Um, I enjoy coaching the game, so giving back also is a is a reason. But yeah, it's twofold. I get to I get to recruit, I get to help, I get to meet people, I get to coach, I get to meet other coaches. Um, yeah, so it's it's and it's a positive experience. You know, I, I wouldn't go back to the schools that asked me if I didn't have a positive yeah. experience and I didn't respect the way that they handle their camps um, and the way that they treat the kids is the right way. So. It's positive experience. I don't think of the 300 kids at that camp, maybe the, the coaches that are at that school are probably interested in like 10. Yeah. yeah. And that's the complete truth. I think the bigger camps, like you said, you look at numbers. I think the bigger camps, two, three, four, 500 kids, I, I think it does become a little bit about making a little bit of money. Um, but that's okay. I mean, you still get you still get the benefit of it, I think. But um, – Okay, so so what's your what's your tips? You get there. What, what what's the prep for a? Let, let's let's take a let's take a a small institutional camp. You know, hundred kids max. What, what's what's the tips before there and then after for for our players? Yeah, for attending the ID camp. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think you have to be engaging immediately. Um, it would be a, a good thing. So that means you know if you have an opportunity to introduce yourself to the coach. Do it immediately. You know, be engaging. Don't be shy, awkward, hiding in the corner uh, and, and not talking to people. So and that doesn't just mean like you and your friend that attended. Right. Just yeah. make yeah. sure you go out and, and, and you're there to meet people and learn about the college. So go ahead and, and try to break through the awkward barrier and, and, and be engaging first and foremost Two, um, I would say take some risks in how you play. OK, but also showcase your strengths. Right. Take your risks while you play, but showcase some strengths. So when gameplay happens, you know, be a good communicator, be a leader, um, handle things the right way on the field. Don't show the negative emotion. 
but show the positive emotion. Um, and then two things for the end, Josh, is always thank the coaching staff. So uh, if that means you have to walk up and shake their hand, shake the person's hand. I know it's a heck of a thing. Uh, but, but look them in the eye and say thank you. And then a day or two later, I would follow up with an email or however that coach typically corresponds, uh, thanking them again and asking them. Yeah. Well, one, some, some camps will provide you uh, feedback, right? So you can get specific feedback from how you play. So if they tell you that they're going to do that, make sure you follow up and get the feedback to help you as a player. Yeah. And let me tell you why that's important, right? That's important because that's objective feedback, okay? That, the people that coach you in those camps are not your coaches. They don't have a vested interest in other players. They don't like or dislike your parents, okay? They aren't politicking for anything. They're literally just telling you this is what you can improve on. This is what you do really well. It's objective feedback for players is a is a unicorn, and it's a rare thing, and you should invite it when you have the opportunity to, to get it. And then secondly, thank the coach. If you're interested in that school specifically, ask them what the next steps are in the recruiting process or when they might hold, host another camp that you can attend. I like that. Well, and I want to go back to something you said of, of playing to your strengths. Um, you know, and, and again, this is going to be a fine line, but if you do something really well, if you know you're a wing, uh, you know, wing back and you get in the play really well, you know, play that position when you get, because normally they're in some kind of plane. Um, so if a coach says, hey, where do you play at? Instead of saying, you know, wherever you want me, hey, coach, I'd, I'd love to try out. I'd love to play outside back. That's where I, that's where I do really well. So put yourself in that position because so many times you see kids, they're afraid to say, I'm, I, I would much rather play in the middle of the park. Um, you know, I know we're always looking for soccer players, but Tyler, you said it. There's two types of players, really, the middle of the park or a wing player. So if you know a middle of the park player, go ahead and say, hey, I'm center back holding mid. Um that's the, that's my specialty. You're you're a wing player. Hey, I, I play a forward in a three four three. Okay, but let's let's talk about that. Um, so I think that's okay to say to put you in position to succeed because I I'm not going to say they're they're tryouts, but coach they're watching. Um, you know they they are they use these as recruitment tools as well. So um, so that's my thought. Absolutely, I think that's yeah playing to your strengths, understanding your strengths. But but be open. If if the coach mm-hmm. says, "Hey, uh, I know you're a middle of the field player, but we're going to put you a wing forward," say, "Sounds good. What do you yep. want me to do when I'm out there specifically? Can you just give me that's some good advice, one. and then they'll help you." Yeah, that's a good one. Because ultimately, you're trying to fit it. The coach wants to fit you into their system at that moment. So, yep. Um, yep. Yeah, very good. Hey, so we got a bunch of people just joining on 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 the the gram. What questions? A ton of people just joining. Uh, it's almost like we weren't live before. Hey, what questions do you guys have on Instagram? Anything recruitment process? Um, how Tyler's hair is so good? I don't. You're know. the one with the hair. I, my mine's just barely hanging on. It's just, you know, it's seen it's seen a rough morning. You know. You know the sad thing is I have recurring nightmares that I lose my hair and I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my big. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever had a dream about my hair. It's my it, it's my biggest fear is to go bald. I'm so vain. Like, oh my god! I think I just quit and just it, to me that would be like losing a leg. Like I, I'm, you see all these people in wheelchairs. Like he's so strong, he continued on. I'm like I'm out. I'm I'm 
You're just gonna I'm, give up. I'm gone. <laughs> you can be in a corner with your bald yeah. head drinking your, your Java. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Now I'm self conscious now. <laughs> what should players include in an introduction email they send to a coach? Tyler? Yeah. It's a great question. Uh, first time that you've ever emailed that coach, um, what I would what I would include, okay. Uh, my graduation year is going to be the most important thing first and foremost. So this gets lost sometimes, not the year you were born. Okay. That's what you're used to talking about with your club, but include the year you're going to graduate high school, what high school you attend. It might not be the name of the city and state you're from. So where you're from needs to be on there. The club that you play with, if you play on a club, okay, and then your information for your club coach, right? Maybe your regional cap director's information can be on there. That's okay, too. If you're lucky enough to have one, uh, that can be on there. I would provide um, my GPA, my major interest, okay? Even if it's a couple different majors, that's okay. Put, put these two majors that you're going to be interested in, right? Um, your coaches, I said your coach's uh, cell phone and email address, that's important. Your cell phone number should be on there. And then if you have a highlight video, please provide and ask them to take a look at it. Or if you have a player profile, a link to your player profile, which should have all the information, including uh, maybe a link to your, your social media soccer handle for Twitter or Instagram um, and other accolades that you might have won on that profile page. Those are the things. And then use your voice, man. Make it your voice sound like you. Do you, do you think you, you mentioned a platform, and obviously, you know, Rush provides with it. How important is it to have some kind of platform and, and space to put all the – because if it's too long of an email – you know, so whatever whatever you guys use, and obviously Rush has College Finder, but to put the basics in the email, and then make sure you you your your now your profile page, whatever that's through, that's going to have all the more in depth information. Um, or, or does I it... think it, I think it it it's a good supplement. It okay. will help your marketability if you have a profile page somewhere outside of the email address okay because you can update your your videos right you can have different highlight videos on there you could be like hey this is this was my highlight video from this showcase that's on your profile page you're not going to want to add all that stuff in an email right so having a home for you as a soccer player i think is a positive supplement to make you more marketable we got a question here um should uh, this is Tyler again? Should players have specific social media accounts for their soccer? Does it help anything? <clears throat> Let me start off by answering this. I have started and finished almost recruiting a player that is on my roster right now from Twitter. The first time I ever connected with the player was on Twitter. They started following our team. We said thanks for the follow. What's your email address? Send the email address. They posted their updates of their video highlights on Twitter, on their soccer page, their soccer Twitter handle. They came and visited the college, enjoyed the experience. We made a scholarship offer. Once again, they accepted the offer, committed, put the commitment pictures on their Twitter, and 
story was said and done. Twitter's the number one uh, trending site, social media platform, I should say, for soccer recruitment. Uh, if you're not in that game yet, you're getting passed up and, and look, not looked at by coaches that other players are getting the attention. They're stealing the attention from you. Don't be behind on that. Instagram is on the come up. It's number two right now. Players are starting to create their Instagram profiles for soccer specific, adding highlight clips, uh, goals they score, saves they make, et cetera, on Instagram and following the teams that they're interested in, uh, which if I'm going down a completely different road here and, and, and we at Cap Rush are exploring this as well. These things could be a positive avenue to you getting name, image, likeness, endorsements in college because you've already started the process and gathered followers and made yourself marketable to where you can make money for you at the college level. So we're on that. We're, we're working on that next step right now. My college is signing uh, an agreement with a big company right now that manages those things for NIL. So this is the next big thing, and, and we want to get our kids on the way. So absolutely, you should be starting these pages. Yeah, I I love the nil part, um, Tyler. That's a good good dropping because, you know, I think people just assume you've got to be a big time football player. You don't. Um, I mean, they're looking for anything right now. If you have social media followers, lo local businesses may want to. I mean, it, it's a pretty easy thing. I think. I think it's going to get easier and easier uh, to get there. Yeah. So Josh, the company, and we won't say names, but the company that 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 we're using, and we're a smaller school. Uh, they give the students opportunities to apply for endorsements. So yeah, like like Joe's Chicken could be looking for someone to, you know, help advertise for their chicken. So you can apply and they say, oh, hey, look, this is Josh Tyler's profile. We really liked it. Um, and so we choose him and you, we give him money. Yeah. PSD Rush, hello up there. COVID has delayed the commitment process quite a bit. 2022s were committing as late as March for larger D1s program. Do you still see that being the case for the few years as well? Um, hate to see good candidates drop out because they don't commit right away. Oh. I, I mean, I'll answer this. This is, this is going to be more of a gender-based answer. Yeah. The answer is no. The trend has not swayed back yet for the men's side of things. Right. Stay with it. There are still tons of schools looking late in the process. Don't don't drop out because, you know, someone isn't paying attention to you right away. Right. This is a double edged sword for both directions here. OK. Men's soccer player, boys, soccer players going to be men's soccer players at the college level tend to wait longer. COVID exacerbated that and it, and it waited even longer and longer. Right. Well, the men's soccer coaches then didn't have to work as hard at the front end. So now they're waiting longer to sign players. So unfortunately, this trend, as much as Josh and I and others are trying to get it back going the other direction, has not swayed back. Um, it is still a late process game for the men's side. Unfortunately, on the women's side, it is not a late process oriented place. There are still places for everyone to play all the way till the end. Don't get me wrong but your top choices on the women's side are probably going to be gone pretty quick comparatively to the men's side in the college search process. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah, we're seeing it. You know, this summer was especially true with of men's not going um, 
men not going, men's coaches not attending these ID camps and showcases because they don't have to right now. Um, so it's a, it's a weird thing. Yeah. So it, 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 and so once again, those of you at the high school club level, it's it's not your boy's fault necessarily always, right? The club coach, or the college coaches on the men's side are able to sit back and, and be a little bit more picky right now and wait a little bit longer and 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 still getting the same caliber players they are getting before. Yeah, that's a great question. Friends up in Colorado. Now, look, so next year, Josh, next year is the last year that someone can use a COVID year. Yeah. Okay. Things will open up and change right away after. So the 2024 class might be the last class that has to deal with it. Right. And it's going to open up. Okay. So I think that we can rest on this one more time after this fall, uh, but then it's going to change. It's Mm going to open up. It's, it, it, no, it's, it's been good for the players in it. I mean, it's unfortunate for people going to the recruitment, but you're seeing an uptick of, of, of players playing that fifth year and getting their masters paid for. So, there, I mean, players in college is brilliant. Kids going through the recruitment process, it, 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 it is harder. So, um, yeah, that's that's a good question. Tyler, any uh, any any last words? Um, well, uh, thanks. You know, thanks for the people that tuned in and watched. Uh, we hope this was helpful. Um, the questions were were all over the the process because everybody's in their own space for the process. So that just always reminds me to say uh, everyone gets from point A to point B their own way. Okay, and so your process is your process. When you want to make a decision, you'll know it's the right decision. Don't feel pressure to make a decision. Be confident and comfortable with the college decision you make. It's the best. You only have to make it once, right? And so wherever you are in the process, just ask questions, reach out for help. You can always reach out to me or Josh at any time. Anybody that that watches our, our, our show, listens to the podcast, we're, we're available. Reach out to us. We'll give you some advice if you need it. Um, but but you're, you're your own path, so trust your path.